you doing, my brother? I'm good, and you, man. How you keep? Good evening to your listeners. I'm good, my boy, man. I'm good. I'm good. How's the lockdown been treating you, man? Ooh, fortunately, or unfortunately, I managed to go to work. I have to be at work, so my lockdowns are only on weekends. Eh? So you're still going to work at the office. That's what the president said, okay. that the banks and the JSE must continue sure to leader. operate as normal. Sure, leader. Essential services. Okay. All right, Makwe. Makwe, let's start off here. It seems Anglo Gold here, as part of their exit, is also leaving two hospitals here, one of which was mothballed. And I'm sitting here asking myself, Makwe, why you would want to have in Gauteng, with the population we have, with the kind of health uh, profile that we have, why would you want to have a mothballed hospital in Coltonville, why? Uh, by then, it was owned by them, so they didn't have the money. No, the facility was not used because it was privately owned. Mm. But now, that's just been good to us. Instead of us trying to start building a 300 or even more bed hospital from scratch, we just have to go in there and fix whatever that needs to be fixed. And then definitely the hospital can start working again. Mm. And that will be a nice public hospital in the area of Carlton sure, sure. Remember, mining companies, they have those things in their facilities. Mm. And we know what has been happening with mining around the area of Carlton It's not like it's non-existent now. So there was no point for them to keep on having that mm. kind of a hospital. Mm. Aye, but it's quite unfortunate, Mark, with that... Uh, uh, you know, you need COVID-19 or you need a large global viral attack like this for this kind of generosity to be expressed. But I see Shiele for a second. Talk to me about what's happening with Anglo Gold here. We know this is their historic home. Uh, they've been saying for a long time here that uh, and mulling over this particular exit. Uh, and in so doing, they didn't only, uh, you know, hand over those two hospitals, but have also, uh, I guess, contributed some money to the Solidarity Fund. Yeah, I think 20 million or so. And I think they guys are, are, will be able to do more if they want to be told. You know, I mean, they're sitting in a huge balance sheet. The gold price is in their favor. Very soon, their shareholders will be smiling to the bank with tight dividends. But anyway, I think we just have to be thankful, you know, for whatever people can contribute for now. But yes, that is one of the, that was their last asset, and that happens to be the largest of the deepest mine, almost four kilometers from the surface that would be bought by Harmony. Mm. And remember, Harmony mentioned, I think yesterday or the day before, that they'll be closing nine of their mines. But what I'm trying to indicate, Harmony is the largest source of gold in South Africa. So ultimately, the guys are getting out of South Africa, and Harmony will be taking over. So it's a bad or not a bad thing, in the sense that it's not like they're closing down the mine, you know. Mm. They are selling it to somebody else. So Harmony will continue to operate that particular mine, even though it's one of the deepest. But with gold price, I mean, do you want to do it? I don't think Harmony will mind. I think they expect to finalize that deal around June or so. But with this lockdown, probably it can maybe happen around the August or stuff like Mm. that, depending on how long will the lockdown take. Okay, all right. Makwe, I want us to pause there for a second. We're going to take a quick, uh, a brief spot break. When we come back, uh, I want us to talk about SAA. Now, they, it seems, have gotten the gig here uh, to uh, a charter and repatriate foreign nationals back to their uh, home countries. And uh, I, want to, I want to maybe ask of you uh, uh, what this is going to mean by way of injections of money and, of course, the prospects of the business rescue process underway. You're listening to The Business Wrap here on Metro FM Talk. 
Seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk. It's our wrap of the top business stories, and I'm joined to do this by uh, Chief Investment Officer at Markwe Fund Managers, and that's Markwe Masilela. Markwe, it seems now SAA getting a nice gig here, and uh, they made it very clear and emphatically so that this is on commercial terms. Uh, talk to me about what's happening here. You know, uh, I, I think it's better than nothing, mm. given that all the islands, you know, almost have been, uh, they've been grounded. So for them to be able at least to, to, to take people back to their country, and I think this is one of the first. I think the other ones would be happening. So yes, they'll just make a little bit of money out of there, but that won't be sufficient to take SAA from their current troubles. But yeah, it's better than nothing. I think in a nutshell, I think SAA is the headcon of the airline. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the guys have been struggling forever and ever. Amen. You know, this morning or late last night, he got the likes of Emirates saying that they are starting to look for a bailout. If someone like Emirates is saying all that, the reason the oil price is going down is because of the jet fuel, meaning airlines, almost 80-90% of them have been grounded. So SAA this time around, I think they've got a very nice excuse with the business response when they say that, listen, this thing is no longer working out because this whole thing of them to be grounded just exacerbated their situation. But yeah, taking people to Brazil, the UK, Germany, that's just small change. I mean, the guys already we know they've been allocated over 16 billion just to help them to pay their debt, not even to work on the operational uh, or, or, or the working capital part of things. So yeah, I think it's not something they have to be excited about. Mm. It's just, you know, but truth be told, FAA is the headcon of the airline. Mm-hmm. How long this company has been struggling? Since when did this guy start making profit? Every time people keep on bailing it out. Same story that has been happening with Otcon. People starting to try to make sure that they help them with their debt, stuff like that. But they keep on, keep on going down that that, that lane. Marco, any, I mean, I don't come back. Yeah, you, you know, whenever I think about SA, I was saying to somebody the other day, that, uh, you know, I certainly hope that this isn't the death knell for SAA, but it certainly sure sounds like it. Anything to be optimistic about? I mean, in the entire stable yeah. here, we're not only talking about SAA, the brand, but, I mean, all of its other subsidiaries, SA Express seems to be in somewhat of a pickle, Mango, SAA Technical, Air Chefs, all of those different subsidiaries. Anything to be optimistic about? Sure. All I'm saying is that SAA will come back, but not in this shape and form. You know, it has to become come back as a mean and leaner machine mm. because in this current state and form, it's just something which is just uh, consuming money unnecessarily. So, does not mean it has to be the ultimate end of it. There should be other rules which are still competitive. Look into the regional rules. I think SA can be competitive there. Look at what is internationally. How do you even start thinking to come to compete with the likes of Emirates? So they don't stand a chance at all. You know, and then maybe locally they might even still be able cater for the local market. So it does not mean SAA is going to close down. SAA has to come out as a much leaner machine and then that will be able to sustain itself going forward. Mm. Because no one can afford sure. to keep on bailing them out. So it's not like the chapter has been closed altogether. Okay. Makwe, uh, U.S. jobless data coming out uh, and uh, doubling here to, rec- uh, to record 6.65 million uh, jobless claims. Now, this is something similar to people going and uh, claiming from the UIF. And uh, 6.65 million people in uh, the world's largest economy 
uh, or the world's mo- one of the most industrialized economies, I should rather say. Um, and uh, it certainly does ring the alarm bells here for Trump and co. You know, just to put it in a nutshell, you know, in two weeks' time, they had almost 10 million Americans claiming for their so-called U.S. benefits and employment benefits. Mm. So that to you, it confirms that an industrialized country like that already they're starting to feel the heat of coronavirus. The minute we know, yes, the USA is not dominated by manufacturing, but if you look what has been happening with manufacturing numbers globally, they've all, all of them been in the negative, many under 50. So that also has an impact, not just on the manufacturing, global manufacturing, but uh, the services sector, mm. because if you check, almost half of uh, businesses in the USA, even Bacomia, are closed. So people just have to be retraced and they have to go and make those claims. Tomorrow, I get in the non farm payrolls numbers. It's not going to be a good reflection of the coronavirus because I think it will just account for the first week or so. But look at the April one. You'll see how bad this whole thing is when you check the non farm payrolls. But yes, Almost 10 million Americans, too, they were making claims for unemployment benefits. Mm. And a very good evidence that yeah. definitely coronavirus, we're all feeling it. And anyway, Donald Trump told us on Monday or so that the watch out for the next coming two weeks, mm. that's just going to be terrible. Sure. And I think I saw something saying all over a thousand New York, uh, New York City police officers were infected, something like that. So... That just tells you how bad it is, you mm. know, and the numbers keep on going up, but it, it's just a confirmation. And Spain as well, remember, they complained to job losses in Canada as well. UK, they had almost one million people claiming for, con- uh, 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 for, the college, for the welfare benefit. So it's just a universal thing. Wait up until you get our numbers as well. Mm. Let's shift mm. from the bottom end of, of the wage distribution because uh, and i'm not this is not in any way to suggest that there aren't people at the middle of the wage distribution that have lost their jobs uh, and maybe take a look at what's happening at the top end many executives uh, who would be paid in you know fixed pay share options all manner of other long-term and uh, short-term incentives uh, we've seen a lot of them i mean we saw disney coming out with the same thing grant patterson said he's not going to earn a cent uh, until uh, the mess at edcon has been sorted out should executives be taking a pay cut here? Should boards and shareholders be uh, maybe taking on a much tougher line on executives during this tough time of economic distress? I mean, I think you would probably be tone deaf to be paying out executive bonuses at this time. I think it's a logical thing to do. Ayabonga, wages or salaries, they make the biggest uh, part of your expenses. So your, can- your company is not doing well. You have to cut on expenses and you cannot just cut all you are middle or to lower uh, 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 level employees. So also you as uh, call yourself the leaders or the captains of that industry or of that company, you just have to be by example. And mm. I think morally, commercially, is the right thing to do. That guys, listen, I'm taking a cut. So when I propose to you that you must also take a cut, then it will make sense because I don't think you'll even have the cut. To ask the guys to take a cut or to retrench a third or half of the uh, staff, and while you are still hanging on to those big bonuses, yeah. or even your salary itself, because it doesn't even have to go to bonuses. You know, you can just demonstrate by saying, "Listen, I'm no longer going to be giving hundred rand. 
Mm. Exactly. Now let me just take a card and then because this is just temporary. So when you go and sell the idea to the guys, I think it will be an easy sell because you have already done it yourself. Mm. So for me, it's just a logical thing to do that. And it doesn't even have to make shareholders who are very active. You know, you just guys need to do that before you even get shareholders raising that issue. And I think you'll even win confidence of your shareholders that you Look at this, guys. This is a good thing to do. Okay, Marqua. That's where we're going to have to leave it there, man. Uh, take care and all the best in isolation. Okay, man. I'm All right, then.